0: This is the Malicious Events Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to give you all of the information. I'm very transparent, and I really hope you enjoy. This is Melanie, and let's get to it. <laughs> 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 you <You-hoo! laughs> fun fact. This is the fourth recording that I've had to do because the beginning was a little bit off. I had to get my wiggles out. It sounded a little bit random and tangently. So welcome to the final draft of the podcast. And this is going to be a great episode because anyone can relate to it, uh, I guess, unless you have a sugar daddy. So let's talk about finances. And not just finances, but the other day on my Instagram, I've been doing a little Trip down memory road with me to kind of tell you about who I am and what's gotten me to where I am, business wise and personally. Things are just hot topics right now in life, and one of them was a picture of me sitting at a lake at in Switzerland. I was fortunate enough to serve a mission for the LDS or Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints Church in the Czech Republic. And when I was done serving that mission for a year and a half, my family, my entire family was able to, well, except my brother, but we were able to go out there and pick me up. And on our way back to America, we did a mini Europe trip and went to Austria, uh, Switzerland, and France. That it happened all so fast. So hard to know exactly where we were, but I know for sure we hit those. Um, When we were in Switzerland, I went running one of the early mornings with my brother-in-law and it was like, it just... Just everything, taking in everything. That was the most beautiful country I have ever seen. And I've been to many places in the United States, also gorgeous, but there was something about Switzerland that just made me know that I was going back there. The the water was as crystal clear. Well, it wasn't crystal clear. It was like, uh, I don't know. If you just look up Switzerland Lake, you will see what I'm talking about. It's a beautiful color, and it's like the color of Chris Pine's eyeballs, his irises. And um there is a beautiful waterfalls. There were people that were paragliding or whatever that is, base jumping, when they jump off of a cliff and they land in the, the grassy areas, but they're doing that right above the shopping center that we were walking through, and there was beautiful flowers on a hike we went on, just everything about it was so beautiful that I knew that I was gonna go back there one day. So In order to do big things like that, because it's not like I came home and I had a sugar daddy, like I said, that I could just have all this money and go do whatever I want. And of course, there's plenty of people out there that do all these different things. There's people who create content, get paid for it. There are people who just have the nine to five job. And then on the time they do take off, they really take it off and have a great time. There's obviously so many ways to actually achieve the goals you want as far as how to pay for them. So, I kind of gathered some thoughts that I had, and I came across a good article that I pulled a few things from, so I'm just kind of intertwined all of these different things so and And let me just tell you, this does relate to business because if i let's say I am making just for easy numbers like a thousand dollars a month, right? There's obviously some expenses with that, so let's say two hundred of that is the expenses. this is a very bad example because I'm making it up on the spot, but now I have 800 and then I also want to invest or I want to save some. So then there go some more hundreds. And then maybe I want to have some for date night. There go some more hundreds. And then it's almost like you're left to nothing or close to nothing as far as savings goes to get where you want. So are you really building your wealth? And that's something that me and my husband... I guess you all know Chris by now, Uh, but me and Chris are talking about a lot more and more is we don't want to pay off our debt, we want to build wealth. And what that means is a lot of people, when they are in a big amount of debt or any kind of debt, their goal is pay off debt. However, if they have that mindset and a habit of paying off debt, and if their ending goal is to just pay off the debt, what are they going to do when debt is at zero, wouldn't they just accumulate more debt because they don't have the principles of, okay, well, now I'm at zero, zero. Well, now I want to invest. So that's I'm going to use my credit card and then I have debt again. So it can be a tricky situation. And once again, everyone is different. So maybe it works for some people, but more often than not, especially what I have read and what I've seen, more often than not, that doesn't really work. So Uh, let's kind of talk about the lifestyle that me and Chris have taken on and some accomplishments financially that we've able, we've been able to have. So, uh, this kind of started, I guess when we were first married, uh, (laughs) because he is 10 years older than I am. There was a faint moment when we started dating that I was like, oh, cool. I'm with a, I'm with this guy. He has a job. He gets paid a lot. Like I'm walking into some money when we get married However, once we started talking more, uh, he joked and he's like, well, (laughs) you're not marrying my money, you're marrying my debt. And we both came together with debt. I had some student loans and I gained more when we were first together. And he had some credit card debt from some great investments, to be honest with you, from doing leadership trainings and um, mostly like leadership type stuff, like business investment, investment in himself and programs he wanted to be a part of. So i I feel like it was good things, but it is considered bad debt, you know because of the interest rates and stuff on credit cards so um that's where we are so right now, here's what we're doing i have so Chris has an, a phenomenal business he is killing it, he works a lot, and it doesn't really feel like work because he he really does feel fulfilled by the stuff he's doing he can see the outcome of. I really, he can see the results of what he's doing with all of his clients, how they are continuously getting better, um, more mindset, getting more, I guess, independent on themselves because they no longer have this terrible relationship with themselves or others or substances or anything like that. So he, I don't know how many hours accumulatively, but he does work a lot and he has a, a very interesting schedule. So he'll sometimes, I won't see him um, from nine in the morning till 1030 at night. And in the day, he will exercise, he will work a ton, maybe eat, maybe not. Um, so that's, that's kind of the schedule we're at. So I, on the other hand, since coronavirus, I took on my business full time, got, the, the, got rid of the job that was offered back to me once I lost it, once COVID really, truly hit the beginning. But it's been a while. So the last couple months, I've been just working a job. It's a job that is mindless, and it's something that I can leave and never think about, but it gives me a good paycheck. So with this paycheck, what we're able to do is we're able to split it up. Now, I'm going to pause right here because I'm going to get back to that because I want to talk about our more lifestyle more than just what our check does. So you've probably heard the phrase live on less earned, and what that means is Uh, If we get paid $1,000, we're not going to live on $1,000. We will live on less than that so that we have extra. And the extra can be invested. I would probably say my suggestion is to invest it. And what I used to think when someone said invest was stocks, bonds, um, anything related to stuff I didn't really know a lot about. But that does not mean what that means. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. Investing can be, I'm going to put away $15 every paycheck in a separate account so that at the end of something I want to accomplish or at the end of each month, I'm going to buy myself an article of clothing. And maybe that is what's going to fulfill you. That's what's going to drive you. You're going to look forward to it. And that also teaches you a discipline of of holding that $15 each paycheck towards something that you really want. So investing can be in something... Anything like that. So living on less earn that's what Chris and I are doing. And uh, today I actually was a payday, so I was able. I have a sticky note in front of me every payday, and I kind of divvy out everything. So just kind of looking at my income and what we invested, I give sixty percent, six zero percent of my checks towards our investments or building wealth. And once again, I'll come back to that. Um, now, something that goes along with living on less earned is understanding your debt like are are you a slave to debt if you are continuously paying just the bare minimum amount so that you don't get any interest fees well, i guess you always get interest fees but the extra fees on top if you don't pay the minimum amount then you are definitely a slave to your debt you are definitely going to ride that out pay a lot more than you actually wanted and it's worth if i think back when i had my own credit card debt 'Cause that was the first thing that Chris and I paid off when we first got together was mine, because it was it was right after we got married and I had maybe a thousand on it. And it was really fun to make that go to zero and it's been at zero since. So uh what we did was I think the minimum payment was forty-two dollars a month or or something like that. And what we did was with extra cash we got with the uh rounding up or rounding down or just, hey, here's that. I have an extra hundred, we can live on less than this amount right now, so I'm just throw a hundred your way, and then we were able to pay it off. So it feel it felt beautiful. We have a lot of credit cards. I wouldn't say a lot. I don't know what a lot is to you listening to this, but we we have a, a handful of credit cards. So that was one that felt nice to get off. So I felt less like a slave to the one credit card that only had my name on it. And now we have some that have both of our names on it. So you the next thing is you really want to find out what makes you happy. Like I said. You can put money aside for an article of clothing. Something that makes me happy is getting my nails done. So I make sure that I work and I set money aside to get my nails done. And it's funny because I remember back in maybe high school, maybe college, I was talking with someone. We were saying, you know, there's just people who spend money on certain things. There are people who will spend all their money on going to concerts. There are people who will spend all their money going out to eat. Like Most of their extra money, we'll call it, goes to whatever makes them happy. Concerts, going out to eat, traveling, investing in stocks and bonds, um, anything like that, rolling in money on their mattress, who knows. So, finding out what makes you happy is going to be the drive. So like I said, for me, getting my nails done is a small expense. However, it's something that makes me happy and I feel successful. I feel more put together when my nails are on and done because I bet my nails and they just look frumpy when I don't have nails on. So, um, that's something that makes me happy, and also paying off debt and building wealth. So, I've talked a lot about money so far, but money is not really the object. Money is just money. Money is a thing, something that we've put value to that the value fluctuates here and there every year. <clears throat> There's fights about it. It's it can be stressful. It 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 really is just an object. However, ultimately. We're just trying to spend our time as we choose, right? You have a job doing something you probably don't love doing, but you do it so that you can have the time off to do whatever you want to do. And that's probably the easiest well said. So uh, Chris will continuously remind me and we remind each other that God made us for a purpose. And if our purpose is to sit in an accounting firm Day in, day out, have back problems, sit at the same computer, same cubicle, around the same people, in a dim, lit office that smells funky and people aren't nice. Like, is that, are you really living your full potential as a human being that was created by God, who loves you so much? So it it's important to kind of reevaluate where you are. And I understand some people feel like they don't have a choice to change jobs, or especially right now, it can be tight with coronavirus and all of the restrictions and stuff going on like that. But just really understand, like, you want to spend your time the way you want. So do the things in your life that will just only add to that, that will elevate your excitement for life to wake up each day. And I sometimes think that's why a lot of people have issues with things called anxiety and depression and overthinking and hard to sleep because they're not living a life that makes them feel good. And once again, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I don't, I claim to be one sometimes, but right now I'm not. But I do, I do feel like when I have a great fulfilled day, I don't feel sick. I don't feel tired. I don't feel icky. I don't feel bad. Anything negative, it is gone. It is extinct when I am living a life fulfilled. And there's something called the hell yes policy. uh, And I'm sure you can look it up or maybe it was just in a book that I saw But it says, if something does not make you say, hell yes, then say no to it. Doesn't that make you think, oh, that's kind of interesting. And that goes down to even how you spend your time. Forget money for a second. How you spend your time. If some friend says, oh, hey, I want to sit down to lunch with you. I have some ideas. I'll take you out to lunch. We'll kind of talk through it. I promise it won't be too big. And you had that time scheduled out to go take care of yourself and go to the gym or sleep. Or spend time with your spouse, or buy something for your kid, or anything like that. say no if that's not, and that that is being selfish in a beautiful way and i think I think it was on this podcast, if not, I'm sure it'll come up again, but Chris and I love being selfish because that means we love ourselves first before we then fill up someone else's cup, and that is the best way to give to other people is to love yourself first and be super selfish. so remember that, remember the hell yes policy. And I almost want to hear what any of you say to this. So if you have any examples, I would love for you to send them my way. And I'll share them on social media if you want. But I mostly just want to know for myself, like what else is going out in the world? Now, another thing that I I love emphasizing on. So I live in Utah. (laughs) And I feel like especially here, and it may be a thing everywhere, but I, I do feel especially in Utah, there's all these stay at home moms who have this certain lifestyle, who have a certain house, who have certain eyebrows, lashes, hair. They just they are a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know they can be made fun of a lot and they can be looked at being very negative or very, um, what is that called when you care about your appearances too much? I don't know what that's called, but when you care about your appearances too much and you have like the perfect house, the perfect lawn, you're all put together, you get yourself ready, like there's, there's, there's these things about having that. I am not in that place right now. However, I do tell you, like, I have a craving to be, I have a craving to have that house with a big yard, with a trampoline, with above ground trampoline. I don't believe in the trampolines that are just the same level as the ground. Those creep me out. I always feel like the guy from Dennis and the Menace is underneath there going to snatch me. Um, anyway, (laughs) uh, but, but let me talk about houses. So really a house is just a house. And that means I I actually want to talk about it's the art of contentment. So being content with what you have is huge. And that's something that me and Chris do. The other day (laughs) we ordered shelving for our office and it, it has a black frame and it has wooden shelves and drawers. And when I showed it to Chris, after looking at all these different ones, I go, hey, does this one look good to you? Here's the measurements. It looks, real, it looks like it's a good fit for that corner. I think we can fit this and that in the drawers and shelves and whatever. And he goes, is that gonna match? <laughs> and I said, babe, we have nothing in our home that's like compatible, matching anything. We don't have a room that is just white and then we have green decorations and plants in it. We don't have an office that has any theme. We literally, and this is how we came into the marriage, Chris has a bed frame and dresser and two nightstands that was handed down from his mother. He has some random bookshelf I'm sitting next to that is, it's like the olden style kind of ugly wood. <laughs> I'm sure it's like the cheap wood, but it's it's not an appealing looking wood. And then we have an Ikea bookshelf in the other room and that's a light wood. We have a desk I'm sitting at where, I don't I think it was given to Chris by someone, but it's 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 just a crummy old, it's not a crummy old desk, it's pretty sturdy, but nothing matches. And so we just kind of laughed and I was like, oh babe, there's nothing in our home that really needs to, it, it doesn't matter. We're, we're looking for functionality right now and then once we have our fifth wheel or once we have a home home, let's go ahead and decorate that and be more conscious about what we're putting on the walls. But for now, we more just go for functionality. So especially with, um, right now we have, like I said, no color schemes, no... Know anything like that i'm not even good at knowing placement of the framed items that we have to put on the wall so they're kind of just splattered on there and and I, I i'll own up to that but it's also something that doesn't bother me it's in a place right now where i don't feel like there's something on every single wall so i really like that where our couch is up against a wall and that wall is always clear and i love that because i feel relaxed in that room when i sit at the couch to relax And anyway, we have a small bathroom. We have just two rooms. We can, when I'm on the phone or when he's on the phone in the office, everyone can hear it on the other side of the wall. So it's a small place. However, this is just a home. And what's nice about living in our means or living on less earned is we're living in a place like this while we are building the wealth to live in a place that we want. Both Chris and I are dying for a... A house with a large yard. We do not believe in houses that are close to each other. No matter how grand and perfect the house is, it's not worth it if we don't have space between us and the neighbors, at least maybe a mile. (laughs) So that is what we're shooting for. And we're very excited for whenever we do have it. Once again, patience is going to play a big role in this, but we are very content with what we have. And contentment is really delaying, relating to what I'm talking about, is delaying big purchases and enjoying what you have. And something that Chris does that I really admire is he will not, he's not very much of an impulse kind of guy. So that may go for purchases, but let me tell you an example I know for sure he does is if he is having a craving for ice cream. Him and I both love ice cream. (laughs) He blames me for he's eaten more ice cream with me than he has in his life. And, you know, I'm proud of that. So anyway, if he is sitting there and he's like, man, I really want something sweet or I really want Cafe Rio or something like that. He, well, sometimes we indulge, but he will sometimes also uh, wait 24 hours. And he says, if I wait 24 hours, odds are I probably won't want it and it's better for my body. But if 24 hours, if he still wants that, then he indulges. And I think that's a good rule to do for finances too. So sometimes, even the other day, I was tempted to buy an article of clothing, something that would be beneficial for me later on this year. However, I thought, you know what, I'm going to sit on this. I'm going to think on it. And I ended up not getting it. And I do that for probably 90% of my purchases, especially clothes. I barely buy clothes because I really don't think I need them. And sometimes I wait way too long to where I don't have any pairs of pants. And so I'm like, dang it, I should probably buy a pair of pants, (laughs) which just recently happened. So, you know, I think delaying that gratification is huge and delaying big purchases that will only hinder your success and your wealth is a very vital key to actually building that wealth. So I am going to share something. There's a guy, his name is Paul. (laughs) You might have heard of him. He's in the Bible. But he was one of the apostles of Christ when Christ was here on earth, kind of administering to the people. So something that I really liked that Paul did was he just rocked. (laughs) And there's a couple scriptures that talk about contentment. And if you have a Bible or if you just want to listen along, it's in Philippians four eleven to 13. But in there it says, not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. And I think that is golden. He is content in whatever circumstances he's in. If he has... I'm just going to throw out some examples maybe you've experienced. If he is not able to have kids, he's content with what he's in. If he is not able to have a big home, he is content where he is. If he is able to travel, he is content with where he is. He doesn't get jealous of other people traveling more or having cooler shoes than him. He's content with whatever circumstances he is in. And he's he continues and says, I know how to get along with humble means. And I also know how to live in prosperity. And I'm kind of making this... A little more easy for you to understand, because in the actual like King James version, I guess not the King James version, but yeah, in the king's james King James version, it can be a little confusing, so anyway, I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. I think those are great skills to live in humble means and to live in prosperity. both are a skill; it is a skill to live in prosperity and to excel. Have you heard of so many people who have won the lottery and they end up? dying inside or in real life because they can't handle it, learning how to live in prosperity is huge. And he says, and in any and every circumstance I have learned, the seeker of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And this is something that I think is important to touch on. So back to what makes you happy, think of what really is pulling you or pushing you and your higher power. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ and I believe in in so many things. So because I believe in God, I know that through him, whatever circumstance I'm in, whether it's humble and small or large and prosperous, I know that those skills are going to drive me through because I have a great purpose being here on earth. I am not here on earth to pay debt for 30 plus years, the same debt. That does not fulfill me. That is not something that's going to drive me forward. And you know what? I'm talking in my circumstances right now. That may change. I don't know. That may change when I, when me and Chris buy a house and we don't have all the cash to pay for the house right offhand. So we may have that debt. We may have business debt. But, but what I'm saying is finding out what makes you happy and, and connecting with your higher power is so good in the fulfillment of life. I keep touching on this because it's not just about making money, having wealth, paying off debt. It's about more than that. It's about your soul. So take care of it because it's, it's really important. And um, so let me get back to what I was talking about at the very beginning. The way that Chris and I divvy our money is 60% of the money that I earn that comes into me as just solely income, whether it's from, um, we do donations for Plasma. So I don't know why they call it donation, to be honest with you, because it's not a donation because we get paid for it. (laughs) Nonetheless, it's donations, but I enjoy it because through people of people of people, I know that there are um, family members who need plasma to survive. So I, I do feel good about that, but it's also nice to get paid for the time that's spent there. And that is just a little bit of influx of money that can just be paid off, paid off somewhere, pay off something, invest, whatever else. So both Chris and I do that. It doesn't take a whole lot of time in each week. We go twice a week and that's it. So it's, it's nice to do in the meantime. I'm sure it's really easy for most people if you're healthy to go sign up and donate your plasma, but you can get paid for that. There's also uh, the job that I have and in Chris's business. He gets paid per hour per client for whatever deals he makes with them individually. So you've probably heard the phrase also, invest in yourself first. So here's what we do. And and we, Chris each day will put $15 from his checking to his savings in his, in his specific accounts that he controls more of. I mean, we have control of both accounts, but um, I take care of the money that is in like the bank that my name is tied to solely more. And then he takes the one that his and both of our names are tied to. So anyway, it doesn't matter. We both have responsibilities and we love them. So Chris will put $15 every single day I'm pretty sure every single day, maybe Monday through Friday, I don't know, in from his checking to savings because he wants to live in that habit of I am a person who not only saves, but I am building wealth and I am continuously putting money away. And if you think about it, $15 a day can really add up at the end of a year to have whatever that is, right? Someone do the math. (laughs) So we invest in ourselves first. So I will put money aside and so will Chris for tithing. In our church, we pay 10% of our income to go towards the church. And that is divvied out however the church feels best. But really what I understand is it goes towards like the buildings that the church has, which is a lot. And maybe the building of temples. And if you, if, if we decide to pay a little bit more each first Sunday of the month when it's a uh, fast Sunday, meaning we fast for either 24 hours or the first two meals of the day and the money that we would have spent to have that food we give to the church that fast money, I believe, is what goes specifically to our ward, which means the people who are in our organization, basically in our neighborhood, or really in Utah, in our apartment building, because that's the whole ward. <laughs> so anyway, we do tithings or donations, and we donate outside of that to like Doctors Without Borders and other, other places like that, maybe give it to someone we know is in need. So we'll, we'll invest in those. We'll do it ourselves first. And then we'll pay ourselves, like checking. So today I said, here's my income, 10% tithing. Right now I just decided to do 15%. So I do 15% in my checking, 15% in my savings. And those are the first three things I do every single time I get paid, tithing, checking, savings. And really what my savings is, is money that we're saving up for when we have a child. So it's, it's, it's a fund, it sits in the bank, it just kind of is, it's great. And then I say, okay, well, here's all the rest of the money I have. And that money, that 60% is going to Chris. And how Chris will divvy it out, I'll have to ask him and maybe come back to this later. But he will he will pay. Right now, we're focusing on one credit card. <laughs> so let me tell you our credit card history is when we were first together, we paid off my credit card. And that didn't take too long. It was only $1,000 dollars. And it was really fun we both high five celebrated we paid off one and then we paid off a second one shortly after that and this means that every little cent counted so recently since covid i stopped going to the gym and then we moved and then i just thought you know i can i can run around the neighborhood i'll work out at home we have a pull-up bar in our home so i canceled my gym membership it was only twenty dollars a month But that $20 is now put towards something else. I used to have Apple Music on my phone. I got rid of that because Chris already pays for a YouTube account that doesn't have any commercials and we can download music on there. So boom, boom. It's only $30 a month. However, $30 adds up. So those kind of small things we have moved around and made sure that we can pay off more and more and we're not consistently paying for something we don't use that's not fulfilling us, not investing in ourselves and our health and our mindset or whatever. So then Chris will pay off this one credit card. We have one that we're going to pay off next month. And that's super exciting. We, all, we love paying off credit cards, getting them down to the zero. And then he will pay more than the minimum amount that you need to pay for like a credit card payment on the other three or four of our credit cards, something like that. And then we are investing in a life insurance, interesting, awesome policy. It's called an IUL. You can look it up but we are doing that every month and then we save a certain amount every month. So there's a lot of places where it's going. But if you notice, we're not putting every extra cent just towards the credit cards. We are putting it to ourselves first, our donations first. We are putting it in our emergency funds first and then everything left over that we can live without other than, you know, food and the regular stuff we are putting towards the cards and we're putting towards the investments So that is probably the best way to build wealth because you're not just paying off your debt, but as you're paying off your debt, it may take a little bit more time, once again, that patience, but then you eventually get to the point where you are just continuously putting money aside into for anything that you want that fulfills you. So how about them apples? (laughs) This is something that kind of lights me and Chris up. It's also important to talk about these things with your spouse. Chris and I get very excited when we talk about finances cuz then we pull up the accounts and go oh my gosh and and Chris will Chris even last night said we are below we're almost below or no we were just below a $1000 in the credit card that we've been working on paying off the last few months and that is super awesome to hear if you are into paying off things or paying for them fully that's a really exciting time so we talk about that we write down Where things are, we write down the purchases we're going to make. We start looking for them. We've been looking for a new couch for a long time because our couch is sucky. And so it's been taking time, once again, patience, but we're going to find a great deal because we're willing to put in the time and find a great deal before we just I don't know. I have a friend. I had a friend. I had a friend that got a couch and i didn't know this at the time but after i saw her she was i think a newlywed and she's like oh yeah we're paying off our couch in monthly installments and i almost i almost laughed in her face cuz i thought that was so ridiculous especially with facebook marketplace and classifieds online and whatever else like why would you pay for a couch in installments i don't know i i'm just not at that uh, that mindset of that's not important enough to me. What's important to me is building wealth more than a fancy cash that I need to make installments on. So anyway, find what makes you happy. Let me know what you think about this episode. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me what's worked for you that maybe I didn't mention because I want to know and I'll mention it in the next one. So thanks so much for listening. I, let's get wealthy together.